This is the Can't Sleep Cast. As always, I am Patrick Michael. Thank you guys all so much for tuning in. It's just been a great one. It's been a great one. We've we've covered a lot of content on this podcast, and, and it just keeps growing. And I feel like this is one of those episodes where we're just going to kick back, we're going to hang out, and we're just going to see what we what we find. And I feel like the first thing I really want to talk about, and it just came to me, was, you know, because we obviously want to try and stick with the horror theme on the podcast, but um, with that being said, there's a new show out. There's a new show out. It, it has came out. It exists. It's in the world. And I knew it was coming. I think a lot of us knew it was coming. We heard about it. But it's called Ratchet. And I'll tell you what. I, I went and I posted about it. I posted about it online during the watching period because we pretty much binge watched it the in one night. Just crushed it. We were kind of anticipating it anyways, plus vacation was right there, so you were like, okay, well, that'll be our, our end of the night show. And it was, <laughs> it was a doozy. Now, the show is based on the early life of the head nurse from the show, or not the show, the movie, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Ken Casey or Ken Kesey. I, I can never remember how to say the guy's last name. But the guy that wrote the book is the same guy that inspired Hunter S. Thompson to do what he does or did. And just a phenomenal writer, but clearly out of his mind. And the show is done by the same guys that do, uh, or at least one of the guys from American Horror Story. So you get that aspect, okay? You go into it knowing for sure he's going to use the same actors. And I, I have no problem with that whatsoever. None. Because that to me is certainly showing your resume. Like if I was an actor, I would be like, yeah, dude, I would like to be in partnership with, uh, <laughs> with Ryan Murphy and Brad Falchuk or whatever his last name is, right? Those guys are killing it. And then also I get to play this guy, that guy, that guy, and, and many different variations. And it doesn't have to be American Horror Story, right? This this show is not associated with American Horror Story, other than the same people made it and the star. Outside of that, it's its own thing. But of course, many people reviewed it saying uh, that that this is a season, the newest season of American Horror Story. And you know what? When I first, my first intro to American Horror Story was the Haunted Mansion or whatever it was, and I was kind of put off by it. I was like, yeah, fine. I bet it didn't, I bet it didn't last that long, right? Like, that's, that's what was going through my head. That's what my thinking was, is there's no way that this is going to be a continued series, and then I also thought that Sarah Paulson, I think that is her name, right? That's the star. Um, when she was in American Horror Story, I thought she was so strange looking. But let me just say, when it comes to this ratchet, she is gorgeous, dude. So pretty. I also do have a thing for that kind of like vintage pinup style thing. I don't know. There's definitely the, the hairstyle specifically. Gorgeous. 
She's a very, very good actress as well. She fucking, I don't even remember, I think it was the season called Covenant of American Horror Story, where I really felt like this, this lady can act her ass off. She is very good. And then, everything she's done since then, the OJ trial, uh, confession, whatever that was, also the same guys, very interesting. Very interesting, because I've also not seen her do very many big movies. But I also feel like she's the type of actress, Sarah Paulson, where she could be funny. She could do humor and do it well. That's just me. But I think she's got the chops. I think overall, you know, Ryan Murphy knows what the hell he's doing. He he picked these people, these specific actors to be in his shows for a reason you know what I mean he didn't pick uh I mean and there's been some random ones where I'm like they got an American Horror Story uh Billy on the Street Billy Eichner I'm not saying he's bad at all he's phenomenal he's great in fact his show Billy on the Street is great but that's what he's from so when you see Ryan Murphy put him in something like American Horror Story you understand now that he has a, a view. He knows what he wants. And some people bring it when some people don't. And Eichner fucking murders, dude. He really does. I mean, he even did in one of the final seasons. But a beast of an actor, for real. And I was not expecting that from a dude who was asking people questions on the street. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't think anybody would. But then when you see him... I mean, I'll tell you what. My only... I, I guess my main negative thing to say about the whole show, the whole series American Horror Story, was Emma Roberts. But that was only initially, because I was just like, how does she have to be in everything? Does she have to be in everything? It was so annoying. And then the, the sc Scream Queens or whatever, and you're like, what has she been in that's <laughs> a scary movie? Okay, whatever. But either way, here we are. Here we are with the Ratchet show. done by the same people starring a lot of the same people but I'm curious how much further do they go how much deeper into her backstory do they go and how much into the future do they go do they bring it up to the timeline of nurse ratchet actually being the the head nurse of that place and Danny DeVito's characters there uh, the Indian guy is there, and Jack Nicholson, right? Is that going to happen? Because I don't know if you guys have seen Dr. Sleep, but I did that episode. You guys can go back and check it out. But I'll tell you what, if you haven't, and you've never seen The Shining, I don't think it'll matter. But it will mean that much more if you've seen The Shining before you watch Dr. Sleep. Because... I didn't know anything about Dr. Sleep, but I knew about The Shining. Of course, most of us do. Okay? So then I go and I, I actually bought the book, Dr. Sleep. But of course, I didn't read it. <laughs> and then I, then I swear, I, probably three or four days after I bought the book, I find out that they're making it into a movie. So I was like, well, I could have saved $15. <laughs> I could have saved $15. 
and then just wait for the movie to come out. But I would have had to wait way longer because, of course, you're going to have to spend $15 to go to the movie anyways. But here's the thing. Even though I had the book, that didn't help me know any more as to what the movie was going to be. Okay? Or that it had anything to do with The Shining. But then you find out that it does. Like, that's basically all it is. It's a sequel to The Shining. And if you weren't aware of that, because you've never seen The Shining, Doctor Sleep was probably a strange, strange film. I mean, it already is very strange. It's very horrific, too. But, uh, you know, I get to a point where I'm like, the connections I'm making because of my seeing of The Shining made Doctor Sleep that much better. And I would imagine there's probably a lot of people that saw it and was like, that's a garbage film. It doesn't do any justice to The Shining. I don't know. But I thought it was great. Because when I watched The Shining, I didn't know that there was some sort of weird thing going on where they had this ability to see dead people, essentially. And then... some. I, I don't know, my thoughts are kind of, I'm swimming in my thoughts right now because I'm trying to think if there's, if, if there's anything to do with Danny, okay, which is the kid, if there's anything to do with him and the hotel, or if it is just the hotel, right? Like, when you watch Dr. Sleep, you essentially see him living a life. And dealing with these situations, which makes him isolate himself. Because he feels crazy, I'm sure. But then when you think about The Shining and how important the Overlook is. Are they telling us that there's been a lot of death at the Overlook? And Danny sees it? And his dad gets possessed? Whatever, I'm not sure. Because even that's that part of this, The Shining still is very confusing to me. I don't know what happens to Jack's character. What happens to John? You know, what goes on? Why does he start trying to kill his family? It's another one of those you got to watch again. But at the same time, even watching the movie, you got to think, well, the book is going to have all that information in more detail. Because... If you don't know about The Shining, the original Shining film that came out from Stanley Kubrick, it was, he pissed Stephen King off. But then also imagine this. That book was Stephen King, who was already a famous author at the time of Stanley Kubrick making films. That tells you how long Stephen King has been famous. I would say probably one of the most recognizable names in literature, for sure. But either way, when Stanley Kubrick got the rights to do the film, I guess Stephen King was so mad about the different changes that he was making that he essentially was like, you know, I don't want anything to do with this film. So The Shining that we all know and love so much it's a historical film it <laughs> the author who wrote the actual story wasn't happy with how it turned out and doesn't claim it as his story because they did another one 
They went and made another one. Which is very bizarre. But imagine if somebody had lived a life where that's the only one they know. Right? Like somebody's listening to this podcast and they're like, who the fuck is Stanley Kubrick and what is the, what is this other shining you're talking about? But no, chances are everybody knows the Jack Nicholson version. But go and watch the TV version because remember, Stephen King was dropping, you know, a new movie every year on TV, just dropping them. I mean, they weren't good, they weren't great, but the stories were fucking great every time. It was like a no-fail system. It has not been a Stephen King anything that has came out in the last 25, 30 years that hasn't been at least good. So imagine not having the capabilities of the CGI or, you know, the million-dollar budgets for 90-minute films that are going out to just cable, you know, the sci-fi channel or whatever, but having an amazing, having an amazing story that only one person's mind could essentially conjure up. And that's what it is. So maybe that's what we're actually getting from Ryan Murphy here with Ratchet because he's taking the concept of you know, Ken Kesey or Ken Kinsey and his original take on that psychiatric hospital. And Ryan Murphy said, well, let's go back. Let's go back a little further and try to, you know, tell the story of how Ratchet got to where she is. Or is it true? Is this, did, you know, Kesey have some sort of real information about this woman? Was she a real lady? Did she ever really exist? Or was there another book? Is there a prequel? Did Kesey or Kinsey or whatever his name is, did he write something more about Ratchet? Or did Ryan Murphy just make all of this up? Because if that's what you can do, I would feel like, you know, getting a movie made or getting a TV show made would be super easy. Because if you're just expanding off of somebody else's universe, well, fuck it, let's go. Right? Let's make a, you know, a, this is the first thing that came to my head, but let's make a, a television show about the Joker, similar to the Joker movie, and start when he was actually a kid, before he even started doing any of the stand-up comedy that he did in the Todd Phillips movie. Okay? That's an idea. People will definitely watch it. You get the right actor in there perfect I mean it's just like the show Gotham right that can be based off of some real information about Batman but essentially you could just be like yeah it's just the city Gotham where obviously Batman exists but so do all of these other things and I like that anything that has to do with going back is cool which made me think about this I saw an ad recently on Amazon Prime or something like this for the Walking Dead, and an, a new series. The Walking Dead, born to something, I don't know. I'm actually going to look it up here for you guys right now because I'm curious about it, and I want to I have these answers for myself and you, but my curiosity was like, I love The Walking Dead, initially hated it, like, I don't know, 
I'm not going to say everybody felt that way, but I was not a fan in the beginning. I was like, okay, this is so slow, right? Like the first two or three episodes, it's so fucking slow. Just one guy confused why there's zombies waking up from, you know, a coma. So it took me a while to get into it, but then I eventually did. So thankfully that happened, but let's see, we got, it's called uh, The Walking Dead World Beyond. And exactly what I thought it was, my theory was it was going to be about the kids, you know, the young ones that happen to survive or be born during that whole, you know, the zombie apocalypse, right? So that is pretty interesting, but like how, I don't know, I'm still really disappointed with the show, The Walking Dead in itself, because I don't think anybody, I'm still worried about Rick. I'm still at a point in the watching of the show where I'm like, Rick's alive. He's got to be somewhere. There's no way, no way they could kill off the main character and still somehow try to continue the show. And then I'm also hoping by watching Fear the Walking Dead, I'm going to find information there that's going to tell me, oh, Rick ended up in fucking Florida or I don't know, whatever, because they're in Georgia. So what, you know what I mean? Like somewhere else. And what a fucking great actor. The dude's like British and he makes Rick Grimes come to life. I'll tell you what, everybody that participated in making that show from A to B is a big deal and very talented because this is based off of giant graphic novels. Okay, these things are compodiums. They're massive, like 2,000 pages. They're 80 pounds. And I've had one of them. And just looking at the way that they they thought that they should look from the sketches in the in the in the book, right? They nailed it in the show. And you know that doesn't happen very often. But they did save some different people. They also killed different people off earlier, so they did change some of the story parts. But hey, you got to do that. It happens, and it comes with the territory. But the fact that they're they they're using this, okay? Because here's what I think. Television and movies, 99% of the time, create their own world. Okay, let's just think. There's a movie that recently came out from David Ayers, I believe his name is, and it's called The Tax Collector, right? Shia LaBeouf, uh, and that's all. But he's, he's in it, and it's a fucking great movie. Phenomenal film. But without no nobody knows unless you go out of your way and research. You know, you have to look into it, right? No one's just coming up and telling you this information. If they do, they're probably someone like me. But I happen to look into it, and I found out that, oddly enough, the tax collector is in the same universe as Training Day and, I don't know, something else another David Ayers film. So what that tells me is there's possibilities of any of these characters from these films running into each other at some point down the down the road. But as you watch it, it to us it comes off as a singular film. 
but they can do that with so many things. You know, any kind of what they what I'm saying is this Ayers has built his own universe. Okay, we always talk about this uh, Marvel universe, DC universe, but what about all these other universes created that can you can build from? Like, say for instance, I'm just throwing this out there. Obviously, it might not play for some of the younger crowd, but imagine how popular Seinfeld is or Friends. Let's just say Friends. Okay, Friends is a big deal. People love it. Or even The Office. Okay, these places, these locations, and these particular characters could show up anywhere in any other show. You make another show in Pennsylvania doing anything, why can't Michael Scott show up? Why can't Kevin, Jim, right? Or why can't they make a whole new show based off of them, any of them, or even the same office supply, the store that the, you know, whatever they sold paper, that place, but it's other people that happen to work there. Michael sold the building. Anything to keep the story going or get a prequel. Let's let's do another show where it's Michael Scott, but we're we're following him on his journey to getting to the job that he had. Because what what they've done is build the, built their own world, so anything goes. But you don't see many shows or movies willing to do that. Or, choose, I mean, Kevin Smith, for instance, does it a lot. Jay and Silent Bob, they've showed up in many of his films because it is his universe, his world that he's created, so why not? It seems like you're missing if you don't utilize that. Okay, guys, I think that's going to do it for the episode. You know, I feel like we covered a bunch of fun stuff, and I honestly just wanted to get something out there for you so you'd be entertained. But until next time, 